0: Sports is recorded in Harrisonburg, Virginia, in the heart of the Shenandoah Valley. Starring Dave. Surprising little fun fact, King Griffey Jr. was the first number one overall draft pick to go into the Hall of Fame. Chris. ALCS MVP for the Houston Astros, Gary Sanchez. Brad. If you're a professional. Act like you've gotten criticism before because obviously you have. And Joe. And yeah, Chris Davis is awful. And now... 4D Sports, And we are back with the season previews here on 4D Sports of the various Valley League teams. Right now, we have the GM of the Stanton Braves, Mr. Steve Cox, with us. Steve, I'd like to thank you for joining us. Uh, and let's get started with um, just the basics. Let's talk about some of the Stanton Braves that fans will be seeing in the park this year.
1: Yeah, well, uh, our kids will start coming in town tomorrow. Uh, um, I think we got a good good group of kids coming. Some of the guys to really watch, I guess, are uh, we have a kid coming from Nova Southeastern in Florida, one of the real good D two programs in the country. Duncan Pastore, uh, he was a freshman of the year in the conference. He's an all region, he made the all region team. He's a two way player, four and on the mound, hit lead off for him, hit about three sixty on the year. So, he'll be a really good player. Uh, he'll probably do both for us as well. We'll probably take it easy on him as, from as far as pitching standpoint goes early on in the season. Um, got another Division Two kid from uh, Walsh University, Andrew Check, big left-hand hitter, another all-region player in Division II, Um Hit probably, I think, 17 home runs at Walsh this year, set a new school record. Uh, had a big year last year in the Summer League in the Prospect League, which is another good Summer League. Was an all-league performer in that. He's you know, we're expecting him to do some big things. There's some small ballparks in the Valley. Uh, ours is one of them. Uh, we're not as small as some, but power hitter like that should do really well. Uh, got a couple of JMU kids, Callaway Sigler. He um, was hurt early in the year for JMU, but as soon as he got cleared, uh, healthy. He was in the starting lineup every day. He struggled some, but he's a kid that missed all these high school senior year with an injury, then he gets to JMU and gets injured again. And uh, He's got a lot of talent, I think, once he gets to play every day and uh, just gets in the rhythm. He's got a chance to be a really good player. He's got some local ties. His grandfather lives in the in the area, uh, in the Middlebrook area. His his mom is a Riverheads graduate. Uh, so he's got some local ties there. We've got a pitcher from JMU, Liam Grubbs. He's got some uh, probably 15 to 20 innings pitched really well when he got the opportunity as a freshman. So those are some guys that are, uh, you know, I think will all have some pretty good years for So uh, We're still tweaking the, r- the roster as we speak because we had some guys detect them just in the last twenty-four hours and several in the last week. So uh, we're we're still putting it together, but we should be in pretty good shape by the time Friday gets here.
0: All right, and you know, talking about it, it's been since nineteen ninety-nine since Stanton has won a Valley League title. I noticed you mentioned a lot of local flair and then some D two guys as well. Uh, I know Charlottesville that that year they won their first. They used a lot of D three talent, so obviously not uh, impossible to win with D two and D three talent um, on the roster. Is that kind of the approach that you guys are thinking about taking in terms of um, trying to switch it up a little bit?
1: Yeah, we're, we've gone to a few more Division two, D D two D three type kids mainly because they get here on time and they seem to be some of them seem to be a little hungrier than some of these other kids uh, but a lot of it's just the fact that they'll get here on time to start the season which we try to keep a good mix of of division one and division two uh it helps the profile of the league you know in the eyes of scouts and and um, major league baseball you know they want they would like seeing a lot of Division One kids, and we run the numbers every year. Our league's about sixty percent Division I, 40% percent D two, D three, and JUCO NAI kids. So uh, we're we're probably still uh, pretty close to that percentage, maybe a little more D ones, but um, yeah, we we're trying to find the best players that we can get in here and get some production out of for the biggest part of the summer as possible. So. Uh, Sometimes that's Division Two players. We, uh, we had a kid last year who was a Division Two player from UNC Pembroke. He played really well for that for us. The season was over. He went to the Cape and he got signed, and now he's playing pro ball. You know, he got signed right out of the Cape uh, as a free agent. So, uh, you know, there's good players everywhere. You just got to find them. All
0: right, and I also wanted to ask, you know, you had to do a coaching search in the middle of the off season, right before the season started. Uh, talk about that process that went on this summer.
1: Yeah, it's uh, a little unique. We, uh, uh, Coach Nyman, who coached with us last year, uh, we kind of had a multi-year type deal set up with him. Uh, we were expecting him to come back, but he also owns a big hitting facility uh, down in Florida where he lives. He's got a wife and two kids, and that hitting facility kind of blown up doing really well. Uh, in fact, the summer league has moved into that area where his facility is. They're using his facility as a, you know, the official training facility for their league this summer. So, just a situation from a business standpoint, he had to stay and take care of that. It didn't make much sense for him to leave. Uh, so, when he decided he couldn't come back, we hired an assistant from last year, Lucas Ray, really good young coach. Um, did a really good job for us last summer. Um, and then just all of a sudden, he decided he was getting out of bas- uh, out of baseball totally. Uh, just left his JUCO team in the middle of the year. Got a real job, I guess you could say, getting married. Uh, so I'm sure that was part of it. Uh, but just decided, I guess, like he maybe just – I haven't talked to him. I'm assuming he probably felt like it was time to find a job that paid a little more money maybe. Because when you're working maybe, as, a, as an assistant at a JUCO or – of the smaller levels, you're not getting rich, that's for sure. A lot of those are just part time positions where you're making maybe 10000 dollars. So dollars um and then Lucas uh decided he was gonna, gonna not come then uh, we'd already hired Tyree Blaylock to be our, one of the assistants for this summer. Um and it would just made sense to just go ahead and promote him to the head job. He played coached in the Cape last year with Mike Roberts up in uh, you know, Roberts is a well respected coach from North Carolina and, and and Kyrie had good uh good recommendations that we checked out. Plus he knows the league. A couple of years ago he played for Charlottesville. Uh so uh, he knows how the league works. We thought that would be a big plus and just another young coach who wants to, you know, get Good summer on his resume, and I think he'll do a real good job for us as far as going forward.
0: All right, and, uh, you know, let's talk about some of the camps and Field of Dreams, community outreach stuff that the Stanton Braves are doing and how folks in the Stanton area can get involved.
1: Yeah, it's uh, we try to do as much in the community as we can. We will have two weeks of camps. and um, Don't know the dates off the top of my head, but all that information is on our website, Stanton Braves Baseball dot com. Um, we we'll have two weeks of camps, ages six through twelve. They're always pretty well attended. Uh, They'll be conducted by our coaching staff, and the players will help with that. Um, we we'll also have a field of dreams where you can come out, and your team can run out on the field with the uh, with the Braves prior to a game and stand on the field for the national anthem. You just got to call ahead and, and book that. And you, if you want to book a party with that, there's options. You know, there's hot dog parties, pizza parties for the kids, and so it's pretty cool for them to run on the field with uh, with the players. You know, you get a t-ball team, team out there that's five or six years old. They they're thinking of running out with major league guys. They don't know the difference yet. It's a big deal to them. So uh, all those things are good. We'll we'll go to the library and uh, take part of their reading program again this summer for a day or two. We'll go and read to the kids at the library. And, of course, you know, after the games, our kids are always available to sign autographs, talk, you know, they'll take pictures with you. So, yeah, we uh, we like to be, we have to be involved in the community, let's put it that way. We don't want to, be. Uh, we don't like to be, we have to be, because it takes a community effort as far as you selling sponsorships, advertising, uh, you know, the, the cost of running a team just keeps going up, and without the support of the community, you know, from a fan standpoint coming out you know, buying hot dogs at the games, or supporting our camps or you know, the businesses, you know, buying sponsorships to provide free tickets for fans, and you know, buying the billboards. Without all that, it'd be impossible to to uh, to run a Valley League team. At the the cost, as I said, you know, balls, bats, umpires, uniforms, it all adds up. It's a big, pretty big chunk of money each summer. So uh, it's pretty big endeavor to pull this off every year, and we couldn't do it without the help of the community.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I think that's the great thing about the Valley League is seeing the community and the teams, you know, kind of come together and allow. I mean, you got 11 teams in the Valley League up and down and the, each area is kind of unique in itself. Um, and that's pretty cool to see the, the teams reaching out. But I want to get you out of mm-hmm. here on some questions that we ask all of our interviews uh, to okay. lighten up the mood at the end. Um, first one, what's your favorite Disney
1: movie? My favorite Disney movie, probably because I haven't watched it any in a while. Shrek, probably. I like the Shrek movies.
0: <laughs> all right. Okay. And uh, what is a song that you like, but you're afraid to admit to other people?
1: I'm a big country music fan. I, I'm a Zach Brown fan. I like Chicken Fried. I, I could sing. <laughs> That's one of the few songs I know all the words to, just about. So uh, I, I like listening to that and singing along with that song.
0: All right. Well, thank you again, Mr. Cox. We appreciate it. And best of luck to the Stanton Braves.
1: Appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. Thanks a lot.
0: Thank you.